Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. I am your host, Justin Seeger, and I am joined today by my uh, my one and only co-host uh, right now, Zachary Bell. Uh, Zach, you and I are going to be kicking it old school here tonight, at least for the start. Uh, yeah. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, I'm great. It's a throwback, and I would like to start this podcast up podcast off by saying i was both right and wrong um as many of you know i have long been on this podcast and any podcast talking about riley herbst and i want to say riley herbst was the first person to have an incident in the 500 this year when he spun on pit road and then proceeded to get a penalty for it but i'll give riley his flowers he uh, was so slow and so far back in the rick Ware car that he avoided the wreck and finished 10th beating both of our drivers, Justin. Um, so kudos to Riley Herbst for being so bad. He almost looked good. Yeah, a top 10 finish in the Daytona 500 for Riley Herbst. We're going to be getting into that. Uh, for all of you watching, we appreciate uh, you guys tuning in. Be sure to comment down below. We've got a wonderful show for you guys tonight, even though it's just the two of us. Um I always get a little bit worried when Zach starts off a show by saying he's right, um, because then I know I'm in for a good show. But uh, but you guys should be looking forward to that. You guys should be happy about it, because that means a very entertaining show for all of you. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, and uh, we should be joined a little bit later, uh, possibly by Dan. He should be on a little bit later. He was uh, driving home, uh, so... We'll see if he makes it on or not. Uh, for those watching, be sure to, uh, to like I said, comment. Uh, Ryan, our good buddy, he's always loyal, and, you know, he's still hurting from the Daytona 500. Um, I, I'm so sorry, Ryan. I know why you're hurting. Joey Logano was so close, um, and uh, so close by NASCAR officiating there, so... No Ryan, Ryan, let me say, let me say this to Ryan. Look, you can hold your sorrows, and I know, but re rest your head with this. You've got the defending cup champion right there, and you've already won a Daytona 500. It's it's uh, not like you're on the long list that Justin and Martin Truex Jr. sit on. So keep your head high. That's true. You always have the Daytona 500, and you've got two championships now. So I mean, you know, you Joey Logano fans, you're you're getting more and more up on on myself and, and good old NTJ, but nonetheless, Dan Foster, he did comment. He said he will be on shortly. So that is something to look forward to. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan will be on here in just a moment. Uh, Mike will not be here tonight. He is in the process of, of moving. So, uh, you know, our, uh, our thoughts are with him that it's a, uh, a smooth process. I know moving can, can often not be so, uh, but <clears throat> for those watching, be sure to, uh, comment your thoughts we've got a great show be sure to follow us on all of our social media like this episode and uh zach let's go ahead and get into it we have a few things that we have to uh to get through let's uh let's start off before we get in, into our race review let's go ahead we've got a couple things that we need to cover for scuff stories so let's go ahead and get that going here Um, so we have a couple things that I wanted to point out for our scuff stories that are 
not related to the to the racing we had this weekend. Uh, number one, both Trackhouse drivers, both Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain, along with Alex Bowman, all signed multi-year contract extensions for their teams. Uh, Zach, I want to get your opinion on that. What are your thoughts on all three of these drivers uh, going into the season now, knowing they have multi-year deals? Uh, this is great for them, of course, right? Uh, I'm a bit shocked that Alex Bowman and Daniel Suarez got locked up so early. Uh, I get Ross Chastain, right? I mean, had a had a fantastic year last year, and then really kind of riding the wave of all of his all of his, you know, don't give an F to her, right? But uh, as for Suarez and Bowman, I really thought that this year was going to have to be prove it years, and clearly it's not necessarily going to be that way. But kudos to both of them for being on teams that can sell sponsorship to cover for them, and uh, kudos to Alex Bowman. I know. Ally really talks about how much they love Alex Bowman. And um, one of the things I can't remember who said it, uh, maybe, I think they were talking about on the, on the teardown. Um, it's about, you know, selling yourself and committing to a sponsor. And uh, Alex Bowman has sold himself very nicely and really committed to being uh, a great spokesman for the Ally brand. Something uh, they're talking about with the Ricky Stenhouse as well. And uh, JTG and Kroger, right? So kudos to all of them for getting locked up. And, um, you know, these are good drivers, and it really kind of weakens or really kind of empties out the, the, the free agency class for this year, right, Justin? Yeah, we've still got a, we've still got a few that we have to uh, – a few spots that we know we're going to have to open, that we're going to have to fill at some point, the four for, for Kevin Harvick, potentially the 10 for Eric Almarola, potentially the 19 for Martin Drake Jr. We don't know exactly what their plans are yet, but – uh, uh, Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin is not signed yet as well. Um, I don't want to put this into existence for myself or any other Denny Hamlin fans. Not that any of them exist besides me, but um, you know myself. You know we have to be worried about where old Dennis is going to be next year because it's not confirmed. And um, you know I saw what happened to Kyle Busch last year. Uh, you know I don't think any of us thought what happened to Kyle Busch last year was going to happen to him. And um, I know Denny has a little bit more of like a closer knit tie to this family and this team, but um, nevertheless, you never know, Justin. You never know. Ryan commented again. He said, I know way too many Denny Hamlin fans, and you know what, Ryan? I would like to say that I agree with you, and I only know one. One of us is never too many. <laughs> Listen, it's me and my parents and Denny Hamlin's parents. We're about the only people, and his kids, we're about the only people that root for Denny Hamlin. So what I'm hearing is Ryan knows Denny Hamlin's parents? Probably. He doesn't know mine. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, you know, Zach, I, I got to say, though, about the Denny Hamlin uh, free agency, you know, it's really – I'm going to lose a lot of sleep at night wondering if Denny Hamlin's going to drive the 11 or the 67 next year. Um uh, I, you know, you can give all your sarcasm you want. I actually will lose sleep. Um, I mean, who knows, Justin? Uh, he he's really, and I know everybody's like, oh, he can just drive for his own team. He can, but like, I don't think he wants to. That's the thing. Like, Denny Hamlin has made it clear enough to me uh, that he does not want to drive for twenty three eleven. It was never his plan or his intention to drive for 2311. Um, so, uh, I mean, to me, like, there's three options, right? It's 
JGR, 23-11 or retirement. Um, but I don't think he's retiring. I mean, I just I don't, I don't want to put that out there either. But, I mean, he's got to obviously stay within the Toyota family. He's invested too much there. But I just – he's he's never really talked about 23-11 being a place that he's intended to drive. So, Well, you know, there are a few – we've seen – crazier things uh, like you kind of alluded to. I don't think uh, anybody really envisioned what happened to Kyle Busch would happen to him. But um, uh, I think Denny Hamlin, ultimately, if I were to, you know, make a way too early prediction, I think that Denny Hamlin and JGR do get something worked out because I think Joe Gibbs uh, really values Hamlin uh, and, and what he brings to that team. So, uh, it's all about it's all about the big F, Justin. It's all about FedEx, right? Um, and I don't know how 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 well in tune you are or our listeners are with the FedEx situation. I know we're off the rails, but you know they got a new CEO. His name's Raj, not you know Fred Smith, who threw all the bukus of money at Dennis and JGR. Um, and and uh, FedEx has been downsizing a little bit. The the company has been struggling by their standards, I would say, and you know, uh, an easy way to trim some of the fat off your budget is, or off your spending, is to not sponsor an NASCAR. Uh, now, if I were FedEx, I would not sponsor that dump of a football stadium that the Washington Commanders play in, in Landover, Maryland. But to each their own, right? <laughs> <clears throat> to each their own money makes the world go round and I'm getting none of it right now. So, you know, that's, that's always uh, something we love here. Um, but nonetheless, still some free agency things that we have to look out for. Um, not, you know, but we did have three uh, major players fall into place and we know for a fact, we still have at least one major ride to fill in 2024 with the four car. And, uh, just to, if I were to throw my name in the hat here, I would have to say if I were Stuart Haas, I would be heavily looking into Zane Smith. But uh, no, it's Eric Jones, man. This has got this has got the Joey Logano redemption arc written all over it. Shunned by JGR, cast it off to Legacy Motor Club to drive whatever they want to call the 43 car, um, whatever they want to call that team now, and comes back with power and uh, with energy and renewed renewed energy and talent to afford, of all places, Justin. This is so clear. This is this, this – I mean, if I'm Stuart Haas, I'm calling Eric Jones first. And if Eric Jones decides not to answer for me for some reason – I'm calling Ricky Stenhouse. And you might think I'm crazy or I'm drinking the 500 Kool-Aid, but between his KHI connections, he's been a Ford guy before, and uh, he's a dirt racer like Tony Stewart. Uh, I, I kind of I can see the I can see the stars aligning here, Justin. We will have to see. It's a long season, and and I guarantee you, silly season is going to ramp up a little bit later. Uh, one other piece of information we have, uh, Todd Gilliland, uh, he was announced, uh, we, we talked last week how he is uh, not going to be in the 38 for, uh, for six races, 
uh, in the 2023 season as Zane Smith is going to get the opportunity to drive that uh, that car in the Cup Series. Uh, five of those six races, uh, Todd Gilliland will run with the Rick Ware Racing number 15 car. Uh, we talked about that being a potential uh, opportunity for him. Uh, the other race that is still yet to be filled, Todd Gilliland said they are working on. So uh, if they can get that one race filled, it looks like, uh, you know, even though it may not be the best of equipment, Todd Gilliland will still be able to run the full season. So that would be cool. Uh, you know, I always, I, I felt bad for Todd Gilliland. I, I love that Zane Smith's getting an opportunity, but, you know, I hated that Todd Gilliland kind of had to get the short end of the stick uh, as far as that goes so you know hopefully uh todd gillen can do at least well enough in the uh the rick Ware racing 15. um and then a little bit i actually didn't have this on our script but you mentioned uh legacy motor club uh there was a little bit of drama and i don't want to get too much into it because a lot of it is just kind of a back and forth but there was a little bit of you know saying ESPN posted an article about Richard Petty wasn't totally happy with, you know, Jimmy Johnson's way of doing things. You know, other people have said that Jimmy Johnson was just, you know, you know, that it, it's just new. And ultimately I think that's kind of the, uh, I think that's the gist of it. I think Richard Petty just was saying that Jimmy Johnson brought in, you know, his talent and they were just doing a lot of new things, but well, to me, Justin, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to say this. Richard Petty can shut the hell up, um, quite frankly. He doesn't own this any part of this team anymore, okay? Mike Beam, GMS, bought him out, and then Jimmy Johnson bought into the part that Richard Petty owned, but he didn't buy it from Richard Petty, okay? The only thing left of Richard Petty at all tied to this stinking team is the 43, okay? So Richard can go, you know, can keep being at the track, keep being a figurehead for the sport. And look, I look, that's great, that's wonderful, that's whatever. But I mean, as someone who wants as a fan of a driver who drove the forty-three, um, and obviously NASCAR is better when the forty-three is good, right? Uh, he's ran this team into the ground. Okay, the car, the car is not good, not very good. Okay. It took getting a supreme talent that lucked into them and Eric Jones to get this right. And then, now, I mean, now this team is getting reinvigorated with new life from Jimmy Johnson. This, this is, this is Richard's legacy. Richard's legacy as an owner is quite abysmal, to be honest with you. Um, uh, once he got out of the seat, that team has not been the same. And of course, it's not going to be the same when you replace an all-timer, but they've never even come close. Um, so yeah, I don't really know like what Richard Petty has to stand on here in this argument. Um, but I, I, I keep my, I keep my opinions. He can, he needs to stop talking about a business that's not his own. I had to pop, uh, Ryan's, Ryan's comment there. Richard Petty is not my king of NASCAR. Um, that's right. That's right. I don't know who everybody's king of NASCAR is. But listen, he got dubbed the king a whole lot earlier than a lot of drivers before him that came after him that are significantly better than him. Uh, and we don't have to have this all-time debate. I'm not here for it. It's a tired debate. Um, but he ain't my king. He ain't my president. 
he ain't my goat. That's for sure. Speaking of, of who's your goat, uh, that's that's a great uh, segue, Zach, for me to uh, to plug our website uh, because I actually had an article about who's the goat. Richard Petty is mentioned in that, although I will say that you know, spoiler alert, he's not who I had as my goat. But go to runningonscuffs.com to check that out. We had uh, some other articles, and we also had uh, uh, I also posted one today about uh, Stenhouse uh, winning the 500 uh, as a Mississippian. Um, so that's really cool. We have some good content there. Um, so be sure to check that out. Uh, speaking of Stenhouse winning the 500 and all the other races, uh, we have some uh, some racing to talk about, Zach. We have uh, three full, almost full, truck, uh, three full races to talk about. Uh, one of them was not. We will talk about that. Um, but yeah, let's get into our race review segment. It is time to finally talk about some racing. We have a, like I said, we have a full slate of racing to talk about. We're not going to talk about, talk about the ARCA series, um, you know, simply because we don't cover it, uh, you know, we don't cover the ARCA series uh, in full detail. Um, you know, not to say we, we couldn't, though. Um, Shouts out to the guy who won it, Greg Van Oust. He seemed, yes. he seemed pumped. And listen, this is how everybody who wins at Daytona should feel. It's a pleasure and an honor to win at that racetrack, um, even if you've done it a million times, right? But I will say this kudos about to him. Uh, I will say this about the Arca race. If you wanted a true underdog story um, with your Daytona weekend, then you wanted to watch the Arca race because Greg Van Ost is, is a true underdog, uh, and it was really cool to see him get a win. Yeah, and that, that's about all we can say about Arca, right, Justin? I mean, like I said, we don't yeah. cover it. Um, there's really not a lot to cover with it in in some ways, right? But, right. Uh, you know, when the, when the driver gets a – his his big trip to Daytona Victory Lane, whether it be Arca, Trucks, Xfinity, or if they're lucky enough to reach the Cup Series, um, hats off. Hey, we get you and I get just as excited when we get wins on on NASCAR Heat Five. So, you know, anywhere you can get a win, it's always cool to do so. Uh, and, and there is something special about winning at Daytona, even even for for something like our our Heat League. So, um. Starting out the weekend on Friday night, we had the truck series um, that really, really tried to get a race in uh, Friday. And unfortunately, the first race, uh, first national series race uh, of the season, Mother Nature had to play a factor. Um, I believe we ran more, uh, more laps under caution trying to get it to stop raining uh, or stop misting. Uh, than we actually did on uh, actually get laps under green, uh, but we did get a little a little bit of racing in nonetheless. Uh, Zane Smith was able to go back to back at Daytona. Uh, he was in the right place at the right time. They tried to get back going green with about 27 laps to go, and they just couldn't get it done. They uh, Mother Nature every time they'd get back out on the track, it would start uh, misting, raining a little bit heavier. So. Um, Zach, I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching the truck series race, though. Uh, I believe that umbrella was Zane Smith's best friend. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, kudos to Zane, right? Um, I know you used the right place, at the right time, but he he made a couple moves there at the end of the race to really set up, set himself up in a position to win. Justin, um, you know, this is not Justin Haley's raid short in Daytona win. I'll say that. No shade to Justin Haley, but um, yeah, right, a little different, but. Uh, it's a shame, right? I mean, the truck series at Daytona and any super speedway race, so Talladega to Atlanta really can kind of go a multitude of directions. And I really thought it was a pretty, like when they actually raced, like I thought it was pretty good racing. I thought it was fairly well composed and like, you know, it wasn't too, too wonky, right? Like sometimes, you know, just they all, they throw all, all hell, hall of hell breaks loose and, you know, Jordan Anderson's half an inch away from winning a Daytona back-to-back years. But um, kudos to him, man. Uh, Zane is a deserving winner, right? Um, and had a fantastic weekend overall in the 500 as well. And a good start for the defending series champion. I, I want to get your opinion on this, Zach, because uh, Zane Smith, they, they mentioned throughout the broadcast uh, Friday night that uh, the winner of the Daytona race and the truck series the last two seasons has gone on to win the championship. And, you know, it's a little early to say that Zane Smith w- will go back to back uh, as far as championship goes. But, I mean, he certainly could. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. I think he's going back to back. If you remember back to our predictions, right, they got progressively hotter. One of my predictions was that it was going to be an all four to championship four in the truck series. And it was going to be, I never mentioned who the four were, but it was certainly going to be headlined by Zane Smith. There was no way you're getting a truck series championship four without Zane Smith in it, especially if it's all fours. Um, I don't think he stands much competition across this series, quite frankly. Um, I mean, you know, Grant Infinger from GMS may have a little bit to say about it. You know, the Thor Sport, the Thor Sport guys and Haley Deegan, maybe. Uh, Toyota with, with Corey Heim. But outside of that, like it's it's really quite 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 an easy easy field, you know. I mean, obviously Kyle Busch is going to show up and run his, run his five races, but but uh, Justin, I I really think that this is a pretty easy cakewalk to a championship for Zane Smith, quite frankly. Dan Foster, uh, he's he's watching while he's uh, while he's driving, uh, or he's. Let me rephrase. Dan is not driving. He's riding home. But uh, he's watching, uh, saying that Zane is definitely the favorite for the Truck Series Championship. And I'd have to agree. I I, the, I have no disagreement in anything you just said, Zach. I don't think there's a whole lot that um, – I think this is one of the most clear-cut championship favorites we've had in any series in, a, in quite a while. Um, obviously we know that, you know, when you get down to Phoenix and that final four race, anything can happen, but, you know, I think I, would certainly be willing to say that Zane Smith is relatively a, a lock for, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's basically a lock for Phoenix, right? And I mean, yeah, yeah he's um, definitely a lock for Phoenix. Sorry. I, I got caught up by, by Dan sending another message that he was definitely not driving at the moment. So we, we appreciate that. Yeah. We appreciate uh, Dan not texting and driving. <laughs> PS, PSA from running on scuffs. Don't text and drive. Don't don't watch us and drive. You can listen to us and drive. 
uh, once we post the audio versions of these of these podcasts, uh, or you can you can listen live. Uh, just yeah. you can't yeah. comment. Yeah, can't, and yeah, it would probably be best if your phone is uh, like on the chair next to you or or face down or something. I know Justin and I are just so darn sexy, so it's hard. It's really hard, <laughs> but uh, it's it's. I promise, if you want to see us, you can just watch our. You can listen to us and then watch the show. You know, twice we appreciate the double viewership and. We'll even sign screenshots if you put them in the Running on Scuffs Facebook and Twitter. You know, Justin, I can do the virtual signatures for everybody. Hey, I'm I'm all for autographs any way it goes. I mean, uh, and and you can always say that you know you knew us when that would be a that'd be a cool thing. Anyways, we've talked about the Truck Series race. Now let's get into the Xfinity Series race, uh, won by Austin Hill uh, in a caution shortened race. Uh, um. Caution came out in the last lap, and uh, NASCAR had to determine uh, who was leading at the time the yellow came out. They determined it was Austin Hill over Justin Allgaier and John Hunter Nemechek. Um, I will say this, you know, uh, Zach, you kind of talked about, uh, you know, Zane Smith's rain shortened win that it, you know, it certainly wasn't like Justin Haley. Uh, and and you're absolutely right, Zane Smith's win was nothing like Justin Haley's, uh, you know, rain shortened cup win. Um, and Austin Hill, while, you know, he was the beneficiary of the caution coming out, this was, I mean, Austin Hill was just a a dominant driver. I mean, he was able to drive up. Um, he qualified on the pole, but uh, he had to surrender the pole uh, after uh, having radio issues uh, before the race even started. Uh, ended up starting the race 37th and uh, was able to drive all the way up to win stage one. And I want to say that by like lap five, he was in 13th, you know? Yeah. They did get bunched up. Uh, They did kind of get bunched up and kind of scattered on the start, which I think helped them a lot to get to that point. But still uh, Austin Hill just, just did an incredible job. Uh, Justin Allgaier was able to win stage two. Uh, I want to talk a little bit though, Zach, before, before we get into the actual finish of it, what happened to junior motorsports? I mean, there at the end, if you guys were not watching, there was Austin Hill was leading, and then second through fifth uh, was all junior motorsports. Uh, and talk about dropping the ball. What happened to JRM? Yeah, I'm going to comment. I'm going to quote famous TikToker James DeRose, right? JRM, what happened? I mean, oh man, for your boss to be the Pied Piper of Daytona and Dale Jr. and you as a team absolutely completely fumbled the bag like that. Oh my goodness. I don't know where Jr. is watching the race from, but God bless him, man. I mean, I would be uh, angry uh, to say the least. I mean, they had a one, two, three, four finish like in their hands, like right there. And somehow they managed to take three of the four of them out. All with within like five, five laps. I mean, I mean, Brandon Jones, as per usual, wrecks himself um, off of Josh Berry's bumper. Like decides to clear himself. Like, why on earth you would even do that? I mean, that's your teammate, man. Like, just he's gonna let you in. He, like, this is not the last lap. He's gonna let you in. And then somehow Josh Berry runs out of gas because I guess you know Taylor Moyer's up there like you know, drop the calculator or something. And then 
but Sam Ayer ends up being the caution that ends the race. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I think Justin Allgaier has quite a bit of responsibility here as to like, like what the hell happened at the end of this race, right? Um, uh, not just being the veteran leader of the team, but also like, I mean, he he was the one that really kind of pushed it there at the end. And like, and the JRM guys, I mean, I was listening to Door Bumper Clear and they said it best. Like, nobody else was wanting to make a move. The, J, the JGR guys were content in line. The only person trying was Parker Kligerman back in like 11th, which I mean, go Parker, right? But like, that big machine car is not good enough to whip out and pull anything on its own. Uh, so, like, like, what are you doing? Just like, absolutely. Like, what are you doing? And then, yeah, it's got to be a really disappointing day uh, for Junior. And Kelly, yeah. uh, and all I, I can say, say is, all I can say is, I'm glad I'm not a part of that meeting because I'm sure it's not a fun one for them today. I I will say this, uh, in, in if I can say one thing in defense of Brandon Jones, uh, I don't think he knew that Josh Berry was going to let him in because Brandon Jones does not have the best track record with teammates giving him anything. Uh, I I mean I get that, <laughs> but like I mean, uh, he turned himself like. Yeah. There's no, there's no other way of explaining this. You can watch the tapes. I know people. I know the the few Brandon Jones truthfuls out there, want loyalists out there, want to be like, oh, Barry, turn him. No, he turned himself off his bumper. I mean, even if he doesn't want to trust him and get back in line, like, is his spotter like on mute or something? Like, like what is going on here? Uh, it just absolutely fumbled the bag, but um. You know, kudos to Austin Hill for keeping him at bay for like 20 laps in a row, having all four of these cars behind him, and like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Ryan commented, this, said uh, his his guy, Josh Berry, had to run out of gas. That was another issue they had. Um, yeah, that was uh, talking about Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore is Josh Berry's crew chief this year. I don't know if I, I guess I should have specified that, but um, yeah, man, like. Fumbling the calculator over there. Actually, probably what it was is they didn't account for them leading most of like or like being second, like leading the JRM line, you know? Yeah. Obviously. So I think they were expecting a little more draft. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just did the math wrong. Something was wrong, right? I mean, the race didn't go into overtime or did it go into one overtime? No, no. It it was a scheduled distance for, yeah. So for them, as uh, a matter of fact, uh, just slightly shorter than. Technically shorter, so they missed the math. You know, go figure. Yeah. But uh, I guess I don't know. I don't have any any more thoughts other than uh, I hope Junior's giving them an old chewing out. <laughs> yeah. Um, kudos to to Austin Hill though for for winning the race. Um, you know, he he ran a great race, and that was you know despite our comments on on JRM. Uh, you know, Austin Hill ran ran a, a great race, and, and Junior Motorsports. You know, it, it was. Uh, Ryan Hill, yeah, his last stop was a whole second faster than his teammates, which I you could tell like as soon as he came off, like you know, even the you know Ryan Blaney and Austin Dillon were both you know kind of like going to guess that probably shouldn't have happened there, but yeah, he he uh, TJ Majors made some clarity on it that they were like in practice they were really pushing like pit entry and stuff if it came down to it, and good foresight, right? Because like it, it really was going to come down possibly to a to a green flag pit stop at the end, and they had positioned themselves to be the lead JRM car, which is 
if you're not leading the race, you want to be the guy leading your group of teammates in the top five. So that's a perfect position to be in um, yeah. overall. But, yeah, I mean, there's nothing yeah. you can say other than Austin Hill deserved to win this race no matter what JMR did. Even if a JRM car won the race, you're not going to tell me Austin Hill wasn't the best car of the day. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, it was... and he even got Dale Jr.'s, you know, tip of the cap on, on the old Twitter later on, you know, talking about being the best plate racer or super speed racer in the Xfinity series. So anytime Dale Jr. shots you out for your super speedway abilities, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speak, uh, you know, now that we've gotten through all of our, uh, our lower series races, that brings us to the, uh, to the one and only the Daytona 500. Um, there was a lot of, you know, like it seems to become more and more so, uh, a lot of coverage uh, for the Daytona 500, like pre-race coverage started, like if you're on the central time zone, like I am, it started at like 1030. Um, yeah, so much pre-race you know, for so little post-race. Yeah, I know. I know. They didn't give us a lot at the end. And, and you know, I know that there was, there's been a chart come out, uh, Darian uh, Black Flags Matter, for those who, who watch him. Um, he posted on his Twitter that it really was not um, – as much of a commercial field race as it seemed, but it really did. It seemed like a very commercial field race. Like, um, I mean, well, it, we couldn't even go 10 laps. I mean, I get that it's a 2.5 mile track, but you know, you can't even go like 10 laps without uh, I mean, having a commercial. I feel like the thing that like, the thing that, it, that is a problem is, is and somebody, somebody somewhere put that out. Like, but they were doing like, split screens during cautions and you know, they were going full commercials during, excuse me, during green flags, during green flag runs. Like that's messed up. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, right. Like for Fox to broadcast most of the rest of the season, like this is where their money comes, you know? Um, and I know that people are going to complain. I, I know that we talked to several people who complained about the commercials all day long, but like, how do you expect, like, if you have a problem with the commercials, like, you know, then hope that NASCAR's TV deal fails or whatever. Hope that they get put on a streaming service and pay your $5.99 a month or whatever, or your $4.99 or $9.99 a month and watch it ad-free on, on Amazon or something. I don't know. Like, like commercials are always going to be a part of any sort of broadcast like that. Like, that's how they pay for it, you know? Yeah. There's nothing, like, to an extent, like, you can you can hope for better um commercial luck right like it's not great when there's a big one happening all of a sudden but like fox had pre-planned the commercial like they're not going to split from the commercial for that like we've known that yeah nbc doesn't nbc doesn't split back either like i just think that you know people get all excited for the off season like they're itching 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 for nascar and um all of a sudden you know oh man all these stinking cautions man and you know oh man mike joy and clint boyer little and we're all itching for NBC to get here, and then NBC gets here like, ah, oh, Rick Allen is so annoying. Like, no. Yeah. Like, there is so much of the year or so much time we don't have NASCAR. I'm grateful if we get any of it. I don't give two rats behind if there's commercials every 10, 15 laps. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to tell people, you know? I mean, this is how they pay for it. Yeah. That's true. Ryan said uh, one thing that he wants, in a, and that you kind of alluded to that, Zach, is uh, just less pre-race talk and more post-race talk. 
Um, yeah, if they I could cut off like an maybe. hour of pre-race and put it to the post-race or something, like I think that would be fantastic, right? Uh, I, I think that I think that we as fans, especially with the ending of the race that we got, uh, deserved a better post-race. Um, that's my take. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, let's be hyped up for the greatest. You know, the greatest. To me, the biggest motorsports race of the year. I know everybody's like the Indianapolis 500 and Monaco, but this is a NASCAR podcast. It's all about the damn Daytona 500. Like. No doubt about it. Um, That's right. I see. Uh, I see somebody. Uh, somebody uh, that you guys don't see nodding his head on that. Uh, and let's go ahead and get him in here. Uh, our wonderful Dan Foster is here. Uh, he's here to join us. And damn, we're talking about the Daytona 500. So, uh, so only 38 thoughts? minutes late. It's Dan. 38 minutes late. Listen, I can't help traffic, sir. Like, you you tell the cops on on 95 to not pull people over and block the traffic and have construction going on seven days a week 365 i can't help that I'm just giving you a hard time i know i know uh no the day 2500 i mean it, it's definitely you know it, it's gonna leave questions for a lot of people i know zach has some personally on some on some things but i mean i, I think overall it was a good race um it, it wasn't uh super super um competitive compared to some of the other races in the past it was definitely better than last year uh, as far as the racing um but the the broadcast of it uh i mean i went back and i saw some some tweets earlier today where they pulled up some of the stats from like 2001 and 2010 statistically they didn't have a lot more commercials um but I think it's because we've been off for the past you know two and a half months we haven't seen nascar we want to see every minute of every race and then boom, they got to throw a commercial in there. Um, a thought that I had was, I know with the NFL, they talk about, oh, we see every play in the NFL. Well, they also stopped playing on the field for commercial breaks in the NFL. So if we could necessarily just, just say, hey, we're only going to sell commercials for the caution laps. We, we know we have stage one, stage two cautions that we're going to have. And then if they want to so, uh, throw uh, sell a couple extra ones in there just to – you know, cover the kids, there's an extra caution. But with F1, I feel like we're being spoiled because they go from green flag to checker flag, commercial free every race. Um, and I think that that's something NASCAR should look at, whether it's a streaming service like Zach mentioned. I would pay for it personally just because I want every minute I can of NASCAR. And I think there's a lot of other fans out there that would agree. Um, but some something, we don't have to necessarily change what we're doing if we can just adjust it slightly and say hey here's an additional option for those who are as obsessed as we are yeah, i'll say yeah, that nascar I mean, nascar kind of offers this right like you know i mean you can pay and, and listen to all the scanner audio and all the in-car cameras and stuff like i do that um and i had a blast this weekend like riding along with denny hamlin and um you know i rode along with all my picks and my favorites this weekend right uh, so they have something, but you have to remember like what they're getting out of this too. Like, so Fox is getting money, right? And they're promoting NASCAR. NASCAR is getting viewership because they're on big Fox in the big Sunday afternoon time slot, right? Like the ratings and stuff that like are important, right? Like this is what we're going to start talking about with our next TV deal and stuff. So uh, like I said, there's, there's no way to please everybody. Right. I mean, um, 
I think NASCAR is doing the best they can, and this is probably one of the few moments where I'm not critical of NASCAR. So they should t- they should take that well. But oh, I'm sorry, Justin. What were you going to say? I was just going to say in, in uh, relation to to Dan's comment. Uh, you know, you you download any game on your you know mobile device, iPhone, Android, whatever you know, whichever you use. Download a game, and I guarantee you, it has an option to like do no ads for like two ninety nine or yeah, or dollar ninety nine, something like that. Like, you know, um, you know, I'm not always a big fan of that because there are sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this for for every game that I play. Um, but I have done it for a couple games that I played that you know more regularly. So, um. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, something that NASCAR could look into, you know, just, you know, th- there's multiple options, but I, I do think that uh, fans have been spoiled, um, you know, by the NFL, but, you know, we see every play and it's like you said, Dan, they, they stop play, you know, we can't do that for NASCAR. Every time you go to a caution, you can't tell the, tell the cars to just, you know, just stop. Um, but you know, nonetheless, but let's, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the, about the actual on-track product. Um, we've talked about it. The winner of the race was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. After, uh, another like the Xfinity race, uh, was stopped. Uh, this one was actually an overtime, uh, but they had made it to the white flag. Um, it, it was, uh, it, it was tough. Uh, Mama Seeger, she said the commercials were overly extensive for the for the 500. It did feel that way because, um, you know, and I completely, I mean, you know, she and I, we, we watched it together. So, uh, you know, and I remember she and I talking, it, it felt like we could not even go five laps without a caution. And, and that does feel extremely frustrating. Um, well, I'll, I'll raise this, right? Um I personally would be willing to, to have the 500 presented the way we did and in return when NASCAR gets less weeks with less ads and stuff, you know, like Fox or whatever, we get more coverage of other races, right? Uh, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more of Auto Club this weekend than we saw of Daytona last weekend just for the sheer brand of the race, right? Um, and, and if you're asking me, I mean, I'd rather – I'd rather see what's going on at Auto Club than, than Daytona. Like I know what's going on at Daytona. We got two, you know, two wide all the way around, and blah blah blah, and then a big one and two wide all around and big one. You know, I feel like there are, like, I understand it's the Daytona 500, and I know that I am a big proponent of the Daytona 500 and what it means. But in the same breath, like, there is a certain brand of racing associated with the 500 that, like. Quite frankly, I don't really care to watch lap 60 of the 500, you know? To me, like, lap 60 at other tracks is a more impactful lap than what lap 60 is at Daytona, if that makes sense. Lap 60 at Daytona is five laps from the end of stage one, so... Okay, fine. Pick a number, Justin. I don't care. Lap 90. <laughs> lap 100. I mean, I'm just, I just threw out a number, okay? Lap 60 is starting <laughs> to crank up. <laughs> okay, uh, lap lap 45, okay, or whatever. There you oh, go, they're there having green go. flag yeah. pit stops a lap. Whatever, okay? Just pick a number lap. But more often than not, like, the lap at another track is going to be more engaging or, or like, unique, I guess I should say, right, than what it is going to be at Daytona. I will give one criticism. Uh, 
Mama Seeger making her comment made me think of this because this is something that she and I talked about. One criticism I would give to Fox, to NASCAR, whoever's responsible for this, and NBC does it too. Um, Something that they do now that they used to not do, when a wreck occurs, they used to immediately go back to the coverage. So Larry Mack talked about that on one of the one of his shows. I don't remember which one it was today. Um, so if they're in a side by side, because those sponsors pay less for that commercial, they are not able to break into live coverage. But if it's a full blown commercial, there's no racing on the screen. They can cut out of that to show live coverage. It's the way that they sell the commercial ads. Larry Mack talked about it today. And I, I agree. We should be able to just cut out of it and go straight back to live action. But it is the way that they, they sell the, the ads. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the caution that we're all up in arms about was during a split screen, right? So we mm-hmm. saw the accident. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, who are we to argue with Larry Mack about the Fox coverage of it, right? And the, the deals that they signed. So I – Yeah. You know, I think I, I think Dan hit it on the head. It would just be like, we're just hungry for NASCAR action. And, you know, like, oh, another commercial. Like, I mean, it's frustrating. I get it. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, at a certain point, like <clears> – <throat> somebody's got to pay for these races to go on and like pay these purses and us to watch it and stuff. Like it's either, it's either we pay it or the commercials pay for it. You know, I mean, somebody's got to pay for it. It's not, you know, I mean, NASCAR, I will give you all the money that I don't have. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I would do a subscription service where you, you know, you, you pay to watch the, the, the live satellite feed and listen to MRN or PRN, whatever, whoever's mm-hmm. covering the track. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, NASCAR make uh, it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know we've kind of gone off on a tangent about that, but that was good. That that was one of the big things that came from, you know, I know a lot of NASCAR social media was all over that yesterday. Twitter so, uh, blew up on that one. Uh, yeah. Um, kudos to uh, to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for winning the race. Uh, I know there was a little bit of. I don't know if you necessarily call it controversy, but just a little bit of, you know, debate uh, about how these races should be done. And we're going to get into our own debate about that uh, in a little bit, just a few moments here with the scuffed up. But, um, you know, kudos to Stenhouse for getting a win. It was his first win in 199 races um, since 2017, uh, where he won at Daytona in the, uh, the July race. So, um, Cool for him. Cool for JTG Doherty. Uh, Brad Doherty was not able to uh, to attend. He was at, well. He was there, uh, and he recently had eye surgery, and the the son was um, hurting his eyes, so he left early. So he wasn't able to celebrate properly with the team. But still, a cool cool thing uh, for him. A cool thing for myself as a as a Mississippian. We always love seeing you know Mississippians do well. Um, because we don't have professional sports teams like you guys do in, in Dallas and, and Jacksonville. Uh, so, you know, but I digress. Um, nonetheless, uh, if you want to look at all the finishing orders, uh, you can go to runningonscuffs.com. Uh, those have all been posted uh, for the trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Uh, you can get full uh, finishing orders there. Um, I do want to point out one thing before we get into scuffed up. No, you know, we're running a little short on time, but um, before we get 
uh, completely into scuffed up. I want to point out that if if he were full time, and if the playoffs started today, Travis Pastrana would be in the playoffs with his eleventh place uh, his eleventh place run. So Denny Hamlin, make it happen. Let him have the sixty seven for a full time season, and let's get Travis Pastrana in the playoffs. Travis already said no. He said he was done with done with cup racing. And NASCAR, he straight up said it. Um, and kudos to him. You know, this is exactly how I'd run my NASCAR career. I would be like, Dennis, give me that car for the 500. He'd be like, yes, sir. And then I would mic drop out of the 500 and just, you know, come back to the podcast. <laughs> and that would you guys be would sit here and complain about my driving, I'm sure. Can I get I you to? I would. Can never. I get you to vlog it like the whole time? Yeah, get the uh, get the little camera like get that. The little, yeah, do the little camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure NASCAR would put the camera on me. And be like, ah, look at this dude from home in a car. <laughs> oh my I'm sure there'd be some great comments from Zach during the race oh, too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even want to know. Like what I would. I mean, here's the thing. I I try to think. I mean, I feel like I think like a driver through these races. Obviously, I'm not a race car driver, which is probably my problem. But I can only imagine how intolerable I'd be for my poor spotter, my poor crew chief, and any teammate I have. I mean, uh, I mean, the only I don't even know who would, who on the earth would want a spot for me in a race. I can't even come up with anybody who'd be willing to do it. Uh, certainly not you guys, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I'll do it simply because uh, you know you start you start back talking to me. I'll be like, you know what? That's fine. I'll just leave. You, you can run this by yourself. <laughs> That's how I plan to run it anyways. Who's the Who's the one standing standing all the way up here in the in the sun? You know that part. Being, yeah, yeah. Who's the, the who's the one in the car, Justin? Who's the one in the car, Justin? I I don't no. want to hear about it. You You'll have a cool suit. It'll be okay. Yeah. All right, we need to get back on track. Oh, Ryan, I diverted us. Ryan said he'll spot for you. Today. There you go. There you go. I want Ryan yeah. to be my spotter, and I want Larry Mack to be my crew chief. I want some Mac Nuggets in the middle of the race. So I actually know. I want Chevy for Richard Childress. No, 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 no. I'm driving for Denny. <laughs> I want. I can't believe I'm saying this. I want Mike Wheeler to be my crew chief. I never Wheels. thought Mike Wheeler was. Wow. Never thought Wheeler was particularly. I mean, I thought Wheeler was fine as a Denny Hamlin fan, but uh, yeah, he's not. He's obviously no Adam Stevens. Uh, you know, he drives. He works for JGR. And he spots for or he's Christopher Bell's crew chief. No. I can't take from my own teammate. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. All right, so we're going to uh, to move on from that again. We, you know, a lot of great racing uh, that happened uh, in Daytona. Um, be sure to comment and let us know what you guys thought of all the racing that happened in Daytona this past weekend. Um, nonetheless, uh, Dan, I know you just got here, but we are going to uh, to say goodbye to you for, for just a moment. He'll be back. Don't worry. You still get to see his pretty face again. It's time <laughs> for Zach. It's time for Zach and I to step into it again. Um, Dan, you can watch us uh, from, from afar and you can decide which one of us is, is right here. Um, and you guys at home watching can as well. You guys can vote on which one you think is right. But it's time to uh, to step into the ring again, Zach. Two weeks in a row. This has been a this has been a treat. It's time for us to get scuffed up.
Ah, oh, my good friend, or my my former fellow dipstick. Uh, it's it's been a uh, it's been a fun week of racing, and it's been a uh, it's was fun last week getting to debate with you. Um, unfortunately, I lost that debate, uh, but uh, I, I've come back to redeem myself this time. Um, I've come back with a fun, fun debate topic, and I think uh, this one is going to be a good one as well. Uh, we saw two races uh, this weekend in Daytona finish under yellow. Uh, actually, technically, we saw all three finish under yellow, two of which uh, were last lap yellows that were called uh, before they got back to the line. Uh, the debate has come up about should NASCAR let drivers race back to the line like they used to, or should they just go back to the uh, to the running order that they used to uh, back in the day? So, Zach, uh, since you won last week's debate, I'll let you start out uh, with your your side on this one, um, and I will uh, give you the floor, and uh, we can debate on that. So, uh, yes, for those watching at home. Uh, should NASCAR go uh, let the drivers race to the line uh, on the last lap if the caution comes out? Zach, I'll let you have it. Uh, short and simple, yes. Um, in my opinion, NASCAR should let drivers race back to the line, and if there's a multitude of reasons, but I want to start with the first being that the checkered, the start finish line is a definitive line. You cannot, under any circumstance, argue who crosses it first. There's cameras right there. You know, I don't want to hurt Justin here, but we can bring back the 2016 Daytona 500, right? Cameras were there to prove who won that race. Um, secondly, the thing about a caution and the way that NASCAR does it now is it's all about when you hit the button, Okay. Um, when you talk about Saturday's Xfinity Series race, I felt like they were quick on the button to get Austin Hill that win. And not saying he didn't deserve it, but he was they were very quick triggered. Come to Sunday, and I know I'm sure it's a different person, you know, managing, you know, when exactly the caution comes out, but when the time between accident and the time between caution was significant enough that Ricky Stenhouse passed Joey Logano, like there is photographic evidence that Logano was ahead at the time that the record, like the, the wreck initially started. Um, and there is obviously photographic evidence that Stenhouse was ahead of Logano when the caution was called. I'm not disputing either of those. What I am saying is, is NASCAR creates a gray area for themselves and they can simply eliminate the gray area by just letting them race back to the line. And I know that the counter argument is safety and safety is a valid concern, but I will fall back on my safety argument and say that safety is only relative for NASCAR and they will continue to use these accidents as promotional material folks. I promise you, if you're watching FS one this week or you're watching Fox, you know, and they're promoting the race at Fontana, you're going to see Rex from Daytona, you're gonna probably gonna see this wreck when NASCAR goes back to Talladega in April, um, and it's really hard for me as a fan to sit here and, and or me as a whatever you want to call me a fan, a media personality, or just some dude who's who's podcasting out of his bedroom. 
it's really hard for me to sit here and validate NASCAR's choice to use these accidents as promotional material, but also say that it is so dangerous that we cannot finish the lap, the last lap of the race, right? Um, I just think that if you if you race to the line, ninety nine percent of the time, uh, unless you know you're JGR at Pocono last year, you're going to the leader and the winner of the race is going to cross the finish line first, and it, it is really hard to dispute that. Um, NASCAR did themselves like quite a big disservice by not even allowing, uh, like not even showing this on the end of the Fox broadcast. Like Fox, like jumped off the air and said Stenhouse won, but like didn't show us like any of the tapes or the evidence. Like we had to go onto the NASCAR Twitter. Like there are a lot of fans that don't even have Twitter and stuff. Like I, I just, I mean, I just think that uh, you know if you put it to the line, it, it's it's a very like understood and like reasonable mark. Right. And um, yeah, it's just, it takes a lot of the gray out and NASCAR living in an area of gray, like is never a good thing for them. There are people like me who watch the sport and I don't think NASCAR, like I'm not like a conspiracy theorist, but I am a skeptic, right? Like I need the proof, you know, from NASCAR and, uh, we didn't get the proof on the broadcast, and that's that's a shame, right? For this to be the biggest race of the year, and and this is not me me trying to shade Ricky Stenhouse or be salty about it. Uh, you know, for people that want to bring up that argument, like Stenhouse, I think was going to win anyways. Quite frankly, if we had raced that lap out, uh, he was in a position to win. Yeah, I think he was going to win anyways, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give Justin, I'll donate whatever extra time I have on the clock to Justin because uh, I'm just that giving, but. I, I rest my opening argument. <clears throat> you know, I hear what you're saying, Zach. And uh, I, I will say that I understand what, you know, that there is a gray area. And I agree with you on that. I think that, you know, when NASCAR does this, you know, there's always going to be that that bit of gray area. Because bottom line is, I mean, you can't, you know, you're never going to be the exact same uh even if it's the same person hitting the button for the caution you know you're never going to have the exact same reaction time you know that you did even if it's you know a fraction of a second before um but nonetheless you know my argument and, and is exactly what you said it was it's safety um I can't in, in good conscience say that we, you know, I get it when the caution comes out, they're not, there's still not running at full speed and I get it. They're professional drivers. They're trained for this, but you know, I would rather play on the side of safety than, you know, you know, rather safe than sorry. I would rather have a fluky finish than, than a hurt driver or a hurt, you know, these are still drivers that are getting into car wrecks at, you know, 170 miles an hour if they're in the corner and nearly 200 miles if they're down the straightaway. Um, you know, when you get into a car wreck, res despite all the safety, you know, advancements that have come from this, you know, I just, I don't think that we can, you know, 
save, you know, I, I don't think that we can split hairs and, you know, even, you know, if, if something were seriously wrong, you know, seconds matter in, in that. So I think that NASCAR's top priority should always be creating as safe of a track as they can for the safety workers to get out there to the cars that just wrecked. If that means that we get a gray area for a finish every now and then, so be it. Um, you know, that's just kind of the way that I look at it. Um, as far as NASCAR using promotional, you know, using the same rate for promotional material later on, my argument to that would be like, you know, it's different. You know, it's different. If I got a video of, of you face planning while riding a skateboard in the moment, I would, you know, my initial reaction would be, oh my gosh, are you okay? Because you're my friend and I care about you. But once I made sure that you were okay, uh, I'd be posting that all over the internet because it'd be funny. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of the, you know, that's what I see about that. You can use, still use it as promotional material. Um, because it's still good content, but you know, in the moment, you have to make sure that a driver's okay and you have to make sure that, you know, the safety workers have the best possible track they can to get to them and do their job. Uh, because, you know, 99 out of 100 times, you know, maybe even 999 out of 1,000 times, the driver's going to be okay. But you got to have that, you know, you got to be prepared for that one time where they're not. And I, that's that's my argument. Um, um, Mama Seeker actually actually made a comment there. Can medical personnel get to the red cars if they're still green flag racing? Uh, no, they can't. Not if they're green flag. Um, in, in a last lap incident, it would I, still be considered yellow flag, but they would still race back to the line. I just, but you know, to me, there's this, and that, in my opinion, is also gray area because it's caution conditions, but you're still racing back to the line. I just, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, we can really split hairs with that, but I'll bring Zach back on and, uh, and he and I can, can discuss a little bit more, but we're going to actually, we're going to go ahead and bring Dan back on and uh, see if we can get this going. Cause we, uh, we've run over on time a little bit. So, uh, Zach, do you have any any final thoughts on that, though? I will answer uh, Mama Seeger's question, right? Uh, I, I actually think you can. There, There is nothing in my argument that says safety personnel cannot tend to the drivers. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, they're awesome. Like, Sam Mayer's wreck was in the middle of the backstretch, like a mile and a half away from the start-finish line. We're talking about a wreck in turn, like turn two, a mile away from the start-finish. Like, I'm sorry, like if these drivers and spotters are not able to communicate an accident from a mile or a mile and a half away, then uh, as the, the people that the, they aren't qualified to be in NASCAR. But it's exactly that. It's a mile and a half, mile or mile and a half away. I mean, you can't, I mean. And they're I already like were... slowing down, right? So they finished the race, right? And they're already slowing down. Like they're, like there is, nobody's in danger of anything. They still drive by the wreck on the cooldown lap, anyways. So, like, what is the difference if, I mean, you know, we got this three man fight essentially for the Daytona 500? Like, 
I mean, uh, what is the difference between those three guys and right, duking it out for another lap at a, or half a lap or whatever or versus, you know, stopping them? I mean, it didn't harm anybody. They, Like I said, they still drove the lap around the track and everything. Like, but you're uh, It changing, doesn't change any process. They've already slowed down. You're changing, you're changing caution protocol for one lap. The last lap, the, the most important lap. lap. That's no, you can't say if you're going to have a rule, you have to be consistent. And I mean, if you're going to have, what? if you're going to have caution protocol, then you've got to be able to, you know, yes, the drivers, they drive by it at caution pace anyway, but if they're racing back to the line, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be concerned about that. What if the, what if the caution is not on the back stretch? What if it's at the entrance of turn one? You know? They've still got a, three quarters of a mile or whatever to slow down like but you're still gonna be at a you're still at a point where you're splitting hairs and you know i i would rather have i would rather have a gray area finish where ricky stenhouse jr wins the race that he most likely would have won anyway like you admitted you know i'm not saying you didn't say that but like i would rather have that and then you know we have a driver who needed to be attended to us a split second faster or whatever. And, you know, something had happened to that, you know, it's not necessarily that you want to think of the worst case scenario, but in NASCAR's case, they have to. No, I'm saying send the medical personnel out. As soon as the accident happens, the drivers are gone. There's nothing they, stopping them. You still have There's to keep nothing... the medical personnel safe too. I mean, they you know, are safe that, I mean, they are. Tending. Look at what happened. Look at what happened with Juan Pablo Montoya. His car broke. Nobody expected that, but it happened. I mean, and that was under caution. Yeah, and then they red flagged the race. Right. It wasn't the last lap, though, so what's your point? I'm advocating right. for finishing last only on the last lap. This is not in every lap, every caution thing. This is a last lap thing. But why are we changing Races. rules? Why are we changing rules for one lap and one lap only? You're, you're changing it's, everything with caution. If if the rules are if the caution flags out, the safety personnel cannot enter the, the racetrack or the racing surface. Why are we changing that? If okay, we have a forty car pack. They wreck and go in turn one. The lead cars make it through. A couple cars get in the wreck. They're trying to get their car back on the track to get around the track to finish in front of the cars that wrecked. Now you have cars trying to get around the track as fast as they can who are involved in the wreck while you have safety personnel coming on track. Zach, that is no, absolutely not. We can't. I think so, Dan. Dan, I think that's a soft way to run your sport, quite frankly. I think you're leaving more and more questions up to it. I mean, think what you want to think about my choice or whatever, but I, I think that. You know, I mean, I think that we're all being you guys are being a bit dramatic here about safety. Like, I mean, uh, come on, guys. Like, you, you, you have, have people safety. coming out there to try to save the drivers you and can't. make sure they're okay while you have other cars literally trying to barrel through the corner to get around to the to start finish line. When you think about they're safety, already driving through the accident out. before the safety crew gets there, but no, there you, is you, no harm, there you, is you, no you, danger, nobody's gonna get hurt. But if okay, if I'm in you're a car just, that's involved in the wreck. But I can continue on my way. I just have to get get it turned around or whatever it may be, get it refired. Now I'm driving through the wreck while the safety personnel are there trying to get around to the other end of the track to get there before somebody else. So That's now what I'm happens actively anyways. trying to go through the wreck at full speed while safety personnel is on track. 
That's what happens anyways. Drivers are trying to drive away from wrecks when safety personnel are driving up. And safety personnel are around the entire track. Nobody's coming from turn four, shooting across the track to turn one. They're all over the track. But They're when there the already. comes out on the last lap, the field, the field is frozen. So if you're able to re resume, it doesn't matter if you're the first one around the track or not. As long as you're able to move your car and proceed around the track, you get that position. But in, in your scenario, you're saying they can, if they're involved in the wreck, they spin the car out, whatever, they get back going, and they can barrel through the wreck, whether it's the entire backstretch, all of turn one and two, whatever, you're saying they can still go full bore through the corner because now they're racing back to the line to see who gets that position. As yeah. opposed to NASCAR saying, nope, when the wreck happens, the caution comes out, everything's frozen. No, they still had guys finishing the race. Like they like they sat here and let guys get through the wreck and then decided their position. Everybody that ended up in the wreck I understand that, but ended they did up that at, at the back speed. of the lead lap. But they no, did they that did at not. They were speed. driving through the accident. There's no way as there are guys driving through the accident, they are at caution speed. They are still at full speed driving through, maneuvering the accident. Like the guys caught up in the accident as it's happening, they're not slowing down. That entire pack of cars from like 5th to like 15th is still racing. And whoever yes, got out of it are the ones that got positions and maintained wherever they finished. And then the guys afterwards who came through at whatever speed, I'm sure they weren't at caution speed, they were getting through it as quickly as possible to get their positions and their points and their money. There is no harm. There is no foul. Medical I crews think, can come out to the cars, but I think right. What you know, my point is, is I, I think I mean I agree with you. Ninety nine out of a hundred times, there is going to be no harm, no foul. But NASCAR has to be, you know, they have to have rules in place to prepare for that one out of a hundred. And I think that's what they've done. And I think that you know, does it, you know. Does it rob us of a of a finish to the line? Sure, whatever. It robs us of clarity of a finish, right? Like, and and if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I don't care. Great. Then I, there's I more really, conspiracy theorists. There's NASCAR living in its gray area. You know, I mean, I once again, I'm I didn't doubt that Stenhouse won the race, but odds to get opening up the door of when the caution's called. When the wreck happens versus when when the caution's called, I I just feel like so would you would you rather them throw the caution I, and then do another restart? Yeah, I would. I can. I would. Rather, I would. I would rather have a race finish under green flag condition or a complete lap. However, you want to do it. If you'd rather, I mean, if you, I think racing back to the line is the simplest answer, but if we want to re rack and say that hey, we can't finish this race until you know, it is a clean finish, then that's fine. But uh, whatever you got to do, you've got to remove NASCAR's gray area out of, it, out of it. And I know I've seen some arguments or comments saying, oh, you know, you could do go back to the last lap. But Daytona and a lot of the tracks where we have this issue at are so large that the last lap of the, the person who crossed the line is irrelevant. So, yes, I, 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 I do wanna, think either you I, race back to the line or you throw the caution and you re-rack and do it again. I, I, have to, I have to respond to Ryan's comment here. Maybe you care more if your driver's in the battle for the win. Uh, no, I've been extremely consistent in, yeah. in my argument for safety all throughout. And you can go back and watch any podcast I've been on as far as I will always put safety over the top. I don't care. I would rather have a bunch of, 
NASCAR Twitter verse people being pissed over a, a supposedly controversial finish uh, than have somebody get hurt because we didn't get to them in time. That's that's my thought. And as I mean, that's just the way that I feel about it. I I simply do not care. Safety is the most important thing, um, and it and it means more than a finish. And and it's you know in my view it's as simple as that. But um, but nonetheless, uh, let us know what you guys thought of this argument. Uh, it's certainly not a not a clear cut debate. Uh, Zach, you made good points. Uh, I think uh, Dan and I made good points as well. Um, one thing we're going to start trying to do here on Rundown Scuffs is we're going to start trying to uh, to post uh, uh, things. Uh, uh, polls throughout the week to so you guys can let us know who you guys thought uh who you guys thought uh won our debate uh much love and and respect for you as well ryan uh <clears throat> he said absolutely respect that view and opinion i realized i realized that i like popped his comment up and like immediately took it away so uh you know sorry screw screw you ryan we're, we're by the way my my official vote for the debate goes to goes to justin yeah, you were I, on his, I, I felt like <laughs> I felt like honestly his argument makes more sense. Like, you know, nonetheless, we'll we're gonna we're gonna start uh, getting uh, your opinions uh, as well. Mama Seeger's with me on this one. Hey, I, I won Mama Seeger back, Zach. You got her last week. Well, you got, you got her last week from. I go. I went into this argument knowing that I I feel like it's. Uh, an unpopular opinion, but I, I stand by and I have made several comments about NASCAR and how I feel NASCAR measures safety, which is different than you guys, right? Um, um, I stand by my opinion probably being unpopular and probably being relative to certain fan bases of which drivers are involved, right? Um, Ryan may side with me because Joey Logano uh, was the biggest loser out of all of this. Um, but you know, I mean, if it's not Joey Logano involved, like maybe, maybe Ryan feels a little differently. I don't want to speak for him, but like he is a Logano fan. So he's an example, right? Uh, I I mean, Ryan, Ryan still has to have love for me because I, I still, one of my, my hottest take for the year was that Joey Logano goes back to back for championships. So if nothing more, Ryan, you and I can agree on that. Um, Nonetheless, we've got uh, one more. We've we've gone a little over on time, but you know what? That's okay. It's Daytona 500 week review. That's that's what we're here for. Um, but Daytona 500 weekend is over. Now it, we're getting into the swing of things, the full season, and we have a, another weekend of racing to go. Uh, and we've got two races, Xfinity and Cup, that we have to uh, to make picks for. So uh, let's let's get this going. Let's get our race preview. And with that, uh, we're at Auto Club, Fontana. This is the last time we're going to be on the two-mile circuit uh, for NASCAR. Um, Zach, Dan, it's been a, uh, it, it's been fun. I, I've enjoyed personally. I enjoy Auto Club. I know you know not everybody enjoys it, but I've always loved the two-mile oval out in Fontana. I thought it's had a lot of great, a lot of great memories, uh, <clears throat> a lot of great moments. Um, but nonetheless, um, so let's get our race picks. 
for for Auto Club uh, since we're short on time. Dan, you uh, you were here a, a little bit later, but you know what? We're gonna let you go first here on, on your race picks, Xfinity and Cup. Before I, b- sorry, before I get your uh, your picks, I want to uh, to let everyone know that uh, our standings from last week, um, the way we we did it, uh, I. I lead the uh, the standings because I had the uh, the highest. I picked Austin Hill to win the Xfinity race, and then I had the highest finishing in Cup. I think I have the stats. I just don't have them pulled up. But um, Zach and Dan are tied for third. Mike is second, and our good friend Matt Nicholson. He's uh, he's at the bottom. He didn't his picks. Unfortunately, ran into some bad luck, but. Uh, nonetheless, it's still early in the season. So, gentlemen, I'm going to get your picks. Uh, Dan, Xfinity and Cup, who are your picks to win this week? I feel like if you're going to pick anybody for Xfinity and his last name is not Custer, you're just wrong. Um, I mean, he ran this race last year, dominated it in a Bobby Daughter racing car. Um, so definitely got to have Cole Custer as Xfinity driver. If you're if you're making picks, um, do we go ahead and pick up, or you want to wait? Go ahead and do cup. Yeah, uh, cup. It's more of a toss up for cup, in my opinion. Um, obviously, last year Larson won it. Um, it's kind of a one of the the high moments of his season. Um, if I have to pick, though, I, I don't think it's going to be Larson again. I'm I'm going to go with Harvick. Two SHR cars, Cole Custer yep. and Kevin Harvick. All right, uh, Zach, I'll let you uh, go ahead and get yours in. A Cup and Xfinity winner. Who do you got? Dan can go ahead and call me crazy all he wants. I'm taking Tyler Reddick. He's in. He's driving for Sam Hunt. Um, I know they're not a great team, but I saw what John Hunter Nemechek did in that car last year. He had some great runs. Uh, Tyler Reddick won at Texas for Big Machine Racing, which is – I would consider an equivalent car of the Chevrolet, you know, the Chevrolet family. So I'm going all in on, uh, I'm double dipping on California kids here. I'm going with Kyle Larson, uh, to go ahead and win the final race at, uh, at uh, auto club. I will add this caveat. If, uh, if Jim a Johnson was in this race, which he's not, I would have picked Jimmy to win this one. Actually. Ryan, he made his picks. He said Cole Custer and Kyle Busch, which uh, Cole Custer is going to be tough to uh, to go against uh, in the Xfinity series, but I'm going to anyway, just because I, you know, <laughs> simply because I just I don't want anybody saying that I'm copying Ryan or Dan here. I just, <laughs> I, I just I'm going to go with someone different, and I'm going to go with somebody that you know not many people may may think of because he's more known to be a, a short track racer than anything, but uh, I'm going to go with Josh Berry. Oh, I think Josh Berry's going to, going to win here. Uh, he's got to make up for, for Daytona and, and run out of gas there. So um, I'm going to say Josh Berry gets it done in Xfinity and for cup, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go out and I'm actually, I'm already, we're week two. You guys can go ahead and say it. I'm going to go against one of my hot takes. Um, <laughs> Justin winning me over with the with the Josh Berry pick. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not picking Joey Logano for Cub. That probably would have sealed the deal. But um, I'm already going against one of my hot takes, uh, and that is that Alex Bowman misses the playoffs uh, because I think Alex Bowman wins uh, at Auto Club. So you know we'll see. Uh, 
we'll see how that goes. Uh, you guys can go ahead and, and call me out on it. Week two, I'm already going against my hot take. So Nobody knows how to shut down a racetrack like Alex Bowman. The day Alex, <laughs> the day Alex Bowman wins at Texas is officially the day I know what the jig is up here, everybody. Um, so please know that when I'm in church on my Sundays, I am on my knees praying that Alex Bowman never wins at Texas Motor Speedway. It's the last leg of this track. If Alex Bowman, I mean, pour one out for Chicago Land, pour one out for Auto Club. So, one so thing is, Zach, to, if I if I can get clarity on that, that means you are praying for Alex Bowman to win at Bristol Dirt, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I would. I mean, I'm open to the street course, but if the street course is boo boo, um, I'm hoping Alex Bowman wins there. Uh, Indy Road. I mean, I actually like the Indy Road course. I know it's kind of crazy, but it's 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 a it's a nice. You know, here's the thing. I don't want to go off too far, but if you don't like a certain racetrack, I suggest you support Alex Bowman that week. <laughs> if you do like your local racetrack, like me, please don't pick Alex Bowman. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we want to. This is we're kind of getting to the end of our show here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for who's here. Thank you for everyone who's been watching. Um, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on all of our social medias. Um, Alex Bowman for Pocono. That's what Ryan said. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. My, my guy's won there six times. Let him win a seventh, and then Alex Bowman can win. Wait, Bowman's <laughs> won there, hadn't he? He's won at Pocono. He's won at Pocono. Yeah. He won that race that Kyle Larson blew. Yeah, yeah that was, that was just because Kyle Larson blew oh, the great. Tire, but that wasn't, but, um. Uh, I guess he's going to go out and dominate the race for it to be like the kaboom of your track. But there's some weird voodoo with Alex Bowman, man. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm be uh, sure, Look uh, for a hard-hitting piece on the website on Alex Bowman and his wizardry. Um, You're a wizard, yes. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for everyone for tuning in again. Be sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on all our socials. And be sure to, uh, if you haven't already, join us on NASCAR Fantasy Live. Uh, you guys can check us out there on our website. We have a link to it. You can join us and you can compete against us each and every week. And if you're in the top five finishers uh, throughout a week, or if you're in the top five uh, in our overall points, you'll be featured on our website. Our website's been updated today to reflect the Daytona 500 uh, racers. So be sure to uh, to join us for that. We'd love to have fun with you all. Uh, one more thing before we go. Zach, you and I are going, and Dan, you might be on there as well, but I know Zach and I are ready for it. Uh, Scuff Saturdays. We have been talking about it for the last couple weeks, and we meant to, to start it up a couple weeks ago, but um, we all have fun on, on PlayStation. That's kind of how we got to know each other, and uh, we want to uh, to get to know you guys a little bit better, so if you guys want to catch us on a, if you guys want to catch us in a more casual setting, you guys want to chat with us. We'll be talking NASCAR. Uh, it'll be on Twitch, on YouTube. Um, so be sure to check us out. We'll be posting links on that. That'll start this Saturday, and we'll let you guys know a starting time for that. So <clears throat> be sure to check us out. We appreciate all the love and support, and. Uh, yeah, let's get our, our final thoughts. Dan, what say you for for final thoughts here as we close out? Uh, I, well, I want to congratulate Rob Rich. Uh, he won this week in the NASCAR li uh, Live Fantasy. So congratulations to you, bud. Um, like Justin said, the, re the, uh, the update's up on the website. So 
And I don't know who two of our players are. So if you are Silver Lab Dad WV, or I'm going to say it's OTC, um, just let us know who you are. I, I, I'm always curious to know who our fans are, who's following along with us and playing online. Um, but again, uh, congrats, Rob. Um, and I enjoyed the day 2500. I can't wait to see what Auto Club has in store. Um, I know some of the drivers are pitching a fit about the repave and the reconfiguration. So maybe fingers crossed they won't make it a short track because I enjoy Auto Club the way it is. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next week. And thanks for tuning in. Sorry I was late. I promise I'll be on time next week. That's what we like to hear. Zach, uh, you uh, are going to hit us with a uh, signature sign-off, right, buddy? Yeah, I do just want to say one more thing, though. I didn't address this in the 500, but uh, I want to say that, uh, well, maybe not my favorite 500 ever, teams like JTG, drivers like Ricky Stenhouse, um, are, I think why we all love the Daytona 500, right? Uh, don't get me wrong, I enjoy Denny Hamlin winning, but I think a large portion of the fan base, myself included, um, loves the uh you know the the underdog story here and you know if you're gonna put the nascar equivalent of the american dream it's winning the great american race right so i want to i want to shout out ricky stenhouse and jtg and kroger and all those people very loyal uh, to the sport in themselves right and of course i want to thank my parents much like i'm sure ricky stenhouse's parents are very proud of us and uh hopefully they're ricky's parents are watching i know mine are so thank you for supporting my NASCAR addiction, uh, the time and effort. Uh, a lot put in, of course, Daytona weekend, and you know now we're on the grind for 37 in the next 38 weeks or whatever, 36 in the next 37. And, of course, you two for almost fictitiously spotting me in my uh, fake Daytona 500 run, right, and crew chiefing me. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that Dan would be the best tire changer. He's uh, pretty good with lug nuts. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's been a it's been a wonderful show with you guys here tonight. Uh, we hope all of you uh, have a great week, and we can't wait to see you guys here next week, where we talk about everything that happened in the uh, the upcoming race at Auto Club. Be sure to follow us on all our socials. If you didn't check it out, uh, or if you didn't see it, uh, you can check it out at the beginning of the episode uh, during our intro, because all of our socials are there. Um, so yeah, until next week, we will see you guys later. Everyone have a great week. <laughs>